Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Magna One Motorsports. Are you ready to go GNCC Racing? Look at these guys. Oh boy, we got it wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive bomb down to the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. National champion Jordan Ashford. I appreciate it, man. It's, yeah. The Split Line Off-Road Podcast. From Magna One Motorsports. Here's your host, Rodney Cooper, and co-host, Brandon Whitehair. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always... Brandon Whitehair, guys, what is up? Episode 101, we are back in the studio, ready for... Ready to get back talking, man. Ready to get back at it. We are very sorry that we missed last week. I don't think it would have been a very good show, though, Brandon. You're off the commode and back in the seat? (laughs) Yeah, that was a rough, (laughs) rough Wednesday. I had to go there. I'm sorry. I text Brandon. I was just like... Man, I don't think I can do it tonight. Right. I don't think I have it in me to do it tonight. We, being uh, Devin over there, we appreciate that. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But for sure. Yeah. We, I mean, we had a great episode lined up then. Right. Same episode as it is now. I wanted to make sure that we were able to bring our A game. Right. Because we have two awesome guests coming on the line tonight. Mm-hmm. We have your 2020 AMA Promoto Champion in the 450s. Oh, yeah. 250 Champion in 2017. Supercross Champion, Zach Osborne. Soon to be GNCC Champion? Maybe. XC2? We'll see. Maybe. XC2. He'll be running the XC2 on the Ampro Yamaha mm-hmm. this year right. with his teammate Liam Draper uh, and Ricky Russell. Liam will also be on the show tonight, front of the show. Uh, he came off of a great end of the season last year, so excited to talk to him, talk to him about what's going on in the future, and just talk about how, how training's been this year. Uh, but before we get into it, we got to uh, Devin. Devin's back in, uh, back in the producer's seat. Devin, what's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot. Looking to stir the pot a little bit, though, since the teammates are running the same class and coming on the show together. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, yeah. Uh, you know, once the season starts, are we going to be... Yeah, I mean, they're training buddies right now. <laughs> they're, they're all good. Or they just go freight train to the front every weekend. Right, yeah. yeah. They might. They yeah. might. Ricky Bobby style. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who's shaking and who's baking. I don't know. We'll have to find <laughs> out. <laughs> Before we get into it, we got to thank our awesome sponsors. First and foremost, we got to thank Magna One Motorsports, title sponsor of the show. If you want the best used bikes, helmets, goggles, gear, and more, make sure you check out Magna One uh, at their dealership mm-hmm. in Tennessee or Trackside at Roger. every at every GNCC or NEPG event. Also, make sure you check out the Magna One's Magna One Clean It revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike, ATV, anything else that you take to the track uh, any weekend. Right. Make sure you make sure you get it clean. And if you don't go to Tennessee or you're not at the races, check out their website. Absolutely, they have an awesome online store. So check it out. We were able to give away an awesome helmet, um, Alpine Star helmet, last week because mm-hmm. of them. This helmet's going to be given away at some point in time in the future. I yep. don't know when, but uh, that's a good uh, deal as oh, well. Yeah. We also got to thank Guts Racing since 1985. Guts has been a leader in seat innovation and technology. Whether it's custom seat foam, a gripper seat, mm-hmm. whatever you need, whether it be for your moto bike, mm-hmm. your woods bike, 
bike, your ATV. Oh, man, if they had one for a mountain bike, I'd put it on the mountain bike, too. <laughs> Get you some phantom foam. Get the phantom foam. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Go to Seal Savers. Think, uh, make sure you check out SealSavers.com. Use the discount code SPLITLINE for 25% off of anything there. If you want the best fork and seal protection, make sure you check it out. Oh, yeah. Mason is the man, uh, and him and his dad have created an awesome company when it comes to saving fork seals, mm -hmm. saving ATV coil mm -hmm. spring seals, um, UTV, mountain bike, mm -hmm. you name it, you got it. Brandon runs pretty much every one of their yep. products. Love it. And uh, it comes at a good cost, even better cost with the discount code SPLITLINE. Mm -hmm. Also got to thank Sunstar Chain and Sprockets. Brandon, what are those things made of? Case-hardened steel, baby. Case-hardened steel. Best performing, best looking chain and sprocket set in the business. There is no competition. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. And if you want to save a cool 30%, make sure you use the discount code SPLITLINE30 mm -hmm. on their website to get anything you need with the Sun, at the Sunstar Chain mm -hmm. of Sprocket. That's pretty much like a sponsorship, right. right? Exactly. It is. And if you don't trust us, trust pretty much every guy on XC1 line on, the qual on Saturday. Yeah. Pretty Absolutely. Much. There's a couple guys, but most of the guys. And find me a a worse place that a chain takes a beating right. than ATV XC1. Right. Nowhere. <laughs> no, nowhere. Nowhere. Like Maybe nowhere. on Devin's quad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, that is true. I did run like half the season on one set. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Devin's known for, you know. Getting his bang for the buck. Get, hey. Giving his bike the beans. <laughs> I made it through snowshoe. No skid plate. <laughs> And then put the skid plate back on, finish the season. Nice. Nice. Sunstar. <laughs> I also got to thank XC Gear. Yep. Uh, Lance and the guys over there make an awesome product. The Mako 360, put it on your dirt bike or your ATV. Yep. yep I said ATV. Right. Make sure you get that. And if you guys want a nicer, plusher rod, just more comfort in the handlebars, right. take that take that uh, that harsh, uh, snappy, vibration out of the of the steering yep make sure you get the mako 360 for your dirt bike atv or the hammerhead 360 for your mountain bike that's right that's right awesome products over there very good uh and uh we also got to think uh mounts and hair scrambles when the season rolls around and it has been posted it is it has it has been posted <laughs> when the season rolls around make sure you check out mounts and hair scrambles if you want a awesome track design local series mm -hmm. home family feel yep atmosphere make sure you go there it's a great time and uh, i know we'll be there later in the season yep all right let's get, get into it, it let's brandon. get it on brandon what have you been into lately <laughs> uh not much man just a little bit of basketball with the kid um he's getting ready he's begging me to go ride that dirt bike that cobra um, are you dying a little bit inside knowing how soft and, and uh nasty <laughs> it is right now ah you know he's just uh, i'm all good i'm all good um so we're getting ready for that um pretty much it man just trying to stay away from all the sickness going on and uh and just trying to get ready for this um for the first gncc and all that good stuff so yeah i understand mm -hmm. i understand yep uh i'm still deep in the wrestling season um but i am devin asked me the other day if i wanted to go riding and i'm like man what? sure but i don't know about right now are you riding right now as much as i can Good grief. You know, I almost bought a stator the other day for my quad so I can go ride with you guys. You should. If, if I do, you going to ride? Yeah. Like, that has to be in the contract. I mean, yeah. I need blood. I rode with you I the last blood. time you, your bike was out. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm down to ride anytime. <laughs> <laughs> did, did we introduce Producer D? Or did we? 
Like, did yeah. you? Did, oh, did yeah. You? I missed oh, yeah. that. How did I miss that? I don't know. Oh, wow. Devin's already been introduced. Dang. And ready well, to go. I was just making sure, you know. I mean, he, he missed, was he was kind of missed like the best show that we've had in a hundred shows. He so. missed episode one hundred. Yeah. That's okay. I got to play basketball with Barry after the show. <laughs> so he was on my team too. So did, you, did he make saying. you feel bad for not being here? He did not. And uh, oh. you didn't get your incredible um, Hawk sticker sign, did you? I did not. But I do have the sticker in the car if you guys want to see one. Oh, okay. We'll have to maybe check we it can, out. Maybe we can put one on the wall up here. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him to sign it first. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Is that is it big enough to sign? Oh, yeah. It's definitely big enough he could sign it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Pretty good. So, so uh, Supercross I was gonna say, over the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? What did I think of that? Oh my goodness! Like uh, <laughs> it was wild. From Moto Two to Moto Three, Moto One was like okay, yeah, it's a regular race going on. Like some things happened, but man, when Moto Two hit, it was like, what is happening? Like I would not want to be a 250 rider in that class. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we, I guess we finally. Finally found the flaw for Jet Lawrence, maybe. And Trip. we found out just how tough McAdoo is. Oh my, dude! You see his arm? Oh, dude! It ballooned. After I saw the pictures of his arm, I rewatched some of the race the day after, and you could see it through the jersey that his arm was swollen up like a balloon. Jeez, that was gnarly. Yeah, like he's already proven that he's tough before, but that I'm. That was that rough. was crazy. That was rough for sure, for sure. So you uh, want to talk about some pulp fantasy? What? Well, we can. I'm not up. Do you have I, it up? I already got it up, Oh, buddy. man. All right. So tell us the results for right. Pulp Fantasy. For, for, so results for Anaheim 2, if you're in the split line fantasy at Pulp. Uh, if you're not, come join us. You can still uh, join in if you already have a – Yep, anytime during the season. Yep. So um, this week, the big show, first, Black Flippin' 336, second, LWP Junior 398, third, Justin Groff, fourth, Dark Side, fifth, um, Car MMG six, R Coop seven, Mister Whitehair eight, and uh, hey, you know Mike Lancaster? He's ninth. I didn't realize he was playing with us. Mike's playing? I'm pretty sure it's him. All right, I didn't realize. It's a ML Lancaster one thirty one. So man, I didn't realize Mike played fantasy. I didn't either. It's cool that he's joining. We really need to get him in. That's gonna be our next guest. Yeah, we yeah, have to. I, I agree. Have to. I agree. And he's- then uh, rounding out the top ten is Bebop. He's got to play fantasy since he's not racing anymore. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure that's killing him. Yeah. I'm sure it's killing him. <laughs> I'm sure it is, too. Did you uh, did you get the Rocky Mountain? Because I did not. I can, but let me finish up with the pulp. Oh, okay. So, in the series standings, I'll do the top five. Dark Side's first. Mason Silsavers is second. R. Cooper's third. And Whitehair of 746 is fourth. Let's go, Brandon, is fifth. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. So, that uh, rounds out the top five there. Yeah. You can find me around, like, 30-something. <laughs> I was gonna say I haven't seen Mr. Masters. Did you play? Anywhere. Are you playing? <laughs> he says, "Are yeah, you I've playing?" Been, <laughs> I've been playing, and it's just—it's not going well. I love it. I love it. That's funny. So, guys, make sure that uh, you like and share the, the show. We appreciate all the guys getting in the comment section. It's been kind of quiet so far. Not seen any Doug Kirk sightings yet in the comment section, but uh, it's like rare. It is rare. It's, it is rare. It, you know, well, I guess we are getting close to race season. And everybody's kind of getting busy, getting all their what stuff we, done. What are we? Two weeks out. We need to do a um, a preview show here soon. Yeah, we do. Is that next week? Oh my gosh, is it? How many weeks are we out, Mister Racer? Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh man, so we not, are not so, next week. Well, yeah, because we usually do a quad one, and then we usually do a bike have, one, right? We have this weekend, 
the following weekend, and then we race. So, yeah. I mean, technically at this point, you might so, as well call it two weeks. So we need we need to do a, a preview show next week. Wow. Already. Hmm. Woo. Off season's over. Dang. All right, I got the Rocky Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Verostik 770 is in first. Ronnie B109 is in second. Sturm 27 is in third. Groff's Wizard Sleeve is in fourth. JDMX 050 and Pritchard's Jeremy DeWitt in fifth. Big Ben in sixth. I'm in seventh. Um, Cameron Seven is in eighth. Walden Wade Walton is in ninth. And Austin 147 is in tenth. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, uh, let's switch over to off-road real quick. There was some racing this weekend already. Yes, there was. U.S. Sprint Enduro just happened over the weekend. Um, the guy that we're getting ready to have on kind of had a pretty good weekend. No doubt finishing second. Yeah. Um, he, man, he he won a lot of tests. We'll talk to him about it when he gets on and stuff. Yeah. But yep. he... For I mean, I know they're sprints, and that's what he's good at because he came from Supercross and Motocross. You know, the sprint speed's there, obviously. Um, wasn't sure how he was going to do on the Enduro side. He was good at the cross test. And he was pretty he? good on the cross test. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll talk more about that when, when it gets here. But, uh, yeah, and then – That was Florida, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was down south. No, yeah. it wasn't Florida. It was uh, – South of the border, right? South of the border. Border, yeah. Where is South, south of the border? South, south Carolina? Carolina? Yeah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, uh, over in the U.S. Sprint Enduro, uh, the top ten was Johnny Gerrard, Zach Osborne, Josh Toth, Lane Michael, Cody Barnes, Angus Riordan. Oh, I always <laughs> say his name wrong. I thought you said – never mind. <laughs> I thought you said anus for a second. <laughs> south of the place <laughs> – Angus. Angus, okay. Sorry, Gus. It's like the beef. <laughs> Seventh place, Thad Duvall. Eighth, Roy Barbosa. Bubs Tasha and Dominic Morris rounding out your yeah. top ten. You know who I'm really glad to see up there is Lane Michael on that gas gas. Um, kind of, you know, kind of picking up where he left off a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure he won the series last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he's always really good at those, and it's good to see that he's up there running with those guys. Yeah, and on yeah. the new bike. Yeah, and that, I mean that's a that's a uh, full privateer mm-hmm. camp that he's running this pretty year, much, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think he gets a little bit of help, but yeah. it's not like the same deal as what he had with Yamaha. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I was impressed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it, I mean. He used to ride KTMs a lot when growing up and stuff. So I'm, I wonder how big the switch is from Gas Gas to KTM. Oh, um, me and Barry actually had this talk when we were <laughs> at Basketball, and he said that there is a decent enough difference mm-hmm. between KTM, Gas Gas, Husky that you can tell the difference and you have to adapt to each one. Right. So how much adapting you have to do, I don't know, but it is confirmed that there is a difference, and mm-hmm. you can tell that difference when you're riding the bike. Interesting. I mean, I love my Huskies, so, I mean, if it's anything like that, we're all, should be good. So, <laughs> um, so the big news that kind of dropped, in, I know it's kind of been in the works for, like, off season, yeah. and, and that's Grant Baylor on the Babbitt's Kawasaki um, 450 ride, so. One of the, what, worst kept secrets? Yeah, kind of, right? For, for so long. Yeah, like, I, I just wonder if maybe they were just making sure it was all working out. And, yeah. Did he, he like shaved his beard and in that for that picture? I, I don't know what it's looking like now, but I almost thought it was Stu. I was like, wait, is that Stu? Wait, no, wait. So can you call? Can he be called Grizzly Grant without the beard? Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll live with it. You know, I'm sure it's coming back. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I was kind of shocked when I saw the uh, saw the picture. I was like, oh wow. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be an interesting fit for him. I mean, I want you wonder how he's going to be able to to ride that bike. Uh, I'm sure he's been testing on it for. A lot longer than... Than when was released, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's two totally different uh, bike setups and styles. Um, coming from a Kals or going from a gas gas to a Kawasaki. Yeah, that's a huge change, I think, in a bike preference. Honestly, the way they handle and the way they, um, you know, steer and all that stuff, running control, rear control, um, and just the way the bikes run. So I think that's going to be a big change, and uh, kind of excited to see what where, where that takes him. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it takes him too. He's he's somebody that's always kind of like a guy that that you just you never can count Grant out for. Right potential win and then if he could string a couple wins together mm-hmm. um and, and string a series together you never know i mean mm-hmm. you know you you can see by his you know his his sprint speed how how he's able to 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 ride the bike in tight technical terrain yeah. and uh um you know once somebody gets on a roll it's it's hard to stop and i think that's kind of what it's going to take in xc1 this year because right. I don't know if anybody's going to be dominant this year. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, if everybody stays healthy, we should have a pretty good class coming. Pretty, a pretty good competitive class. Right. It's it's a uh, it's going to be a season. I think where you're going to see a lot of multiple winners. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of, we're kind of getting into a preview right now, but <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go too far. Right. But, exactly. But I don't think you know. I don't see. I don't see Ben Kelly being able to do what he did at the beginning of last year. Right. I mean, like I, I said, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I just think that he's – I think after that in injury that mm-hmm. he still hasn't raced yet. Right, And it's yeah. been a long time. Yeah, it has. It's been a while. Um, but I'm sure, um, you know, he's still plugging away. He's doing what he probably was doing last year, probably getting back at it. And um, I'm sure once that first uh, green flag or green flag flies, I'm sure it'll all come back to him. But the biggest thing is if everybody stays healthy, we got some, we got a lot of speed. And just like you said, Johnny Gerard already just pulled off already a win this year at the U.S. Sprint Enduros. Yeah. So that's already clicking for him. And that's somebody I'm really excited <laughs> to see. Really on excited. And he's a teammate of Ben Kelly. So yeah, you, you know, you kind of start wondering if he starts winning and if if Ben gets a pressure or if. You know, Ben starts winning again if, if um, Gerard gets a little bit of pressure on him underneath that KTM tent. So it's going to be interesting. Um, we all know how KTM kind of is with, with with winning. You know, they expect it um, pretty much for like the last decade. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then, of course, you know, he got, the, you know, Stu Baylor on that KTM looking good. And uh, if you got, did you guys see the Dumb and Dumber uh, reel he just posted on Instagram? You mean his miniature A-team band? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Have you seen that? No, I've not you seen it yet. See that? No. Oh, man, it's funny. They, they pretty much reenact the Dumb and Dumber uh, uh, scene. With all of the teammates. With the whole teammates. All four of them. Yeah, all four teammates with Nelko and, and Tasha and, and Stu. Really? And, no, I've not seen that yet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. My Instagram currently is like flooded with with wrestling stuff. <laughs> You know how Don't you is? hate that? Like you just start like talking about stuff. You click on one thing. You click on one thing, and then it's like fifty other things that pop up. I you understand. watch one YouTube video, right, <laughs> dude? The algorithm for that is just so messed up because <laughs> right. if I click on one thing, it doesn't mean that I want to see a million of the same just, thing. Yep. Like, but my my thing is is like is like. I start watching all these different takedown videos, and I'm just like, okay, this is cool, and just mm-hmm. just keep I keep watching it. So off topic, just, did you see the Mountaineer? Take out, take that, like, got out of that hold, like how he flipped the guy. 
Did you see that one? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that was pretty cool. Did you know that he beat? Um, this is way, way off. Topic. Way off topic, guys. Sorry. Did you know he beat the uh, number one? I think it, he's one eighty five. Okay. He beat the number yeah. one one eighty five in the nation uh, against Pitt uh, for the backyard I mean, brawl. But the move like that, I'm sure he's got a lot more tricks in his sleeve. But yeah, no doubt. He was he was back. unranked and beat number one in the country. Wow. Back yeah. to the racing. Yeah, back to racing. <laughs> so the point being. That the algorithm is messed up. <laughs> it is. It is very messed up. So, uh, Devin, real quick before we get into our thing, how's the training going? Doing good? Yeah, it's going great. That's They're good. They're trying to kill me, but it's fine. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's good. It gets kind of exhausting when uh, you go and train at like midnight, mm-hmm. one o'clock in the morning, because that's the time that you can carve out right. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're trying to uh, trying to stick to it as much as we can. Um, obviously there's days, you know, the kids keep me busy and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. I might miss a day or two, but still it's going great. I feel good. We're getting there. Um, I've cut a little bit of weight, so that's we'll, good. we'll see. That's good. We're, we're getting ready but, and I feel like round one, I should be prepared. That's good. Mel, we got to make sure we get your sleep in though. Are we getting enough hours of sleep? I mean, you get sleep when you're dead. It's fun. I know, but it's very important. And Coach Rob, if you're if you're listening, Coach Rob, you got to get that sleep. You know, you got to get that sleep in. Would, you know, would he's going to tell you. Would Coach Rob tell you to go take a nap? <laughs> I fit him in. On his regular job, he's just taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good. It's all good. So, oh shoot! No, that's good. You only need six hours to, uh, to be able to properly perform. Most people only need six hours. Well, see, we're not they most prefer, people. They prefer eight, but... We're racers, right? We, we're not most people. Yeah, which means we can operate on like three or four. <laughs> right. Co- Coach Rob is, let's take naps. Mm-hmm. Uh, troll training is, let's take you to the edge of Epstein Bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure if, if Troll was... If, if he had his two cents, he'd be like, dude, get your eight hours. You know, like, get you a good rest in. But we everybody's that's what's so hard and, and and i think i'm sorry this is what's coming into where i where i always think this is interesting is we're all pretty much i don't want to call you a weekend warrior but because you're more than that but us weekend warrior guys we that's what we do we work we train we get we don't get enough sleep we, you know we put all this stuff in and uh and and pretty much beat ourselves to death to get to the track yeah just for racing and yeah I always think that's how insane that is all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? And uh, most normal people don't realize how uh, how insane we are. So. No, it's crazy. You, you know, you put yourself through so much to to go out and race on the weekends, and then you're battling, you know, potentially battling people like the guy we're going to have on the phone here right. next, and Zach Osborne, <laughs> that that literally does it for a living, and mm-hmm. has done it to the absolute highest of the highest. Right. Highest rankings <laughs> right. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say but like competition yeah, yeah. yeah competition like yeah. whatever it's been it's you know whether it be motocross supercross gncc whatever right. it is mm-hmm. he's done the top, highest competition and then, and then you got guys like devin working <laughs> working a nine to five raising a family training to one o'clock in the morning and then doing a podcast doing a podcast <laughs> and then driving to morgantown morgantown yeah. and then doing mechanic work yeah you know no. on his on his quad it's tough i mean it just uh I don't know. Growing up, my dad always told me that you just got to be tougher than everybody else. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can't do everything exactly right, then <laughs> at least try to get most of it right. Right, right. So I'm getting more pieces of it correct now than I was before. <laughs> and I was already, I, well, I feel that I was already improving. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, there's always room for improvement to keep growing. So 
I mean, we're going to keep working on things. Obviously, if I feel like I'm just wore out, like I'm not going to try to push myself that night. I'm not going to go work out for an hour and a half mm-hmm. if I already feel like I'm dead beforehand because that's just not going to benefit me. Right. Yeah. But if I'm working out at 1 o'clock in the morning and I sleep for you know whatever amount of time and I get back up and do it again, but I still feel great, mm-hmm. then you know I, I don't really think I'm hurting anything. Right. Um, so I feel good right now. Um, we'll see after round one, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the results are. Right. Uh, you know, either way we'll, we'll just, we'll keep, how making... do you feel on the bike right now? Do you feel like if you could compare yourself to last year, how do you feel you are compared to the Devon of 2022? See, this might be an unfair comparison because we, we are on a Yamaha now, right? No, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like combined, like on a Yamaha, you're on a new bike, you're on a new training program. Do you feel what do you, do you feel better on the bike? I mean, I definitely adapted to the bike better than mm-hmm. I thought I would. I thought it was going to take more time to adapt to. Um, Blue crew. <laughs> most of the Yamahas <laughs> I've rode previous to the one that I'm on now weren't exactly comfortable. I've rode like one that was decently comfortable. Um, we got this one, you know, set up where it's mostly where I want it. Uh, still some adjustments to make, but with that being said, I, I feel like I can still win on it. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel that if I go out there, I'm going to get obliterated right. just because I switched to a Yamaha. Exactly. Yeah. So that feels good. Um, I think the biggest thing is just the mentality coming in is like, I feel that I should be in the front. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep trying to win. Right. So yeah. gotcha. at the end of the day, I'm going for wins, not thirds and fourths. Yeah. Exactly. So, yep. I think the mentality coming into this year is different than previous years where I was like, okay, it's fine to settle for a third just for points, where this year I'm like, okay, I want to win because I feel that I should be winning. Right. Because you, you feel like you've done all the work throughout the weeks. Yeah, I feel like I've yeah. put in the work. I feel like last year I had races where I definitely had enough speed that I was fast enough to be in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I had bad starts or mechanical problems, things like that. But there was no reason that every week I shouldn't be able to battle with the guys that were in the top three right. or four. So coming into this year, I, I feel like I have the, the pieces, I have the bike, I have everything I need, I've been training, and I feel like there's no reason that I can't win. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Not, he, he answered that correctly. He did. Very correctly. He did. Yeah. Like I, you don't want to be <laughs> you don't want to be cocky because right. obviously all the guys I'm racing with, they're putting in the work too. Oh, they're yeah. doing the same things every week. Yep. So there's nothing saying they can't beat me. But you still have to have that mentality when you roll to the line that you're there to win. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Brandon, you ready to go to commercial break? Let's go to commercial break, man. All right, guys. We're going to go to commercial break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to have uh, Zach Osborne on the line. At the track, now online, magna1motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1Motorsports.com. 
Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com. Your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year. Which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back, and on the line we have XC2 and Pro Yamaha rider Zach Osborne. Zach, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. Just uh, picked my daughter up from acting class and uh, got to the house just in time to uh, talk to you guys. Oh, that's awesome, man. Acting class, that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. I've never never heard of uh, – uh, your daughter's pretty young, right? Uh, she's eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. We all know, we know all about that. Brandon's constantly running to what <sighs> basketball practice now. Yeah. And then I'm in, my kids are in wrestling practice. So it's kind of like running all over the place all the time. So no, we know all about that. <laughs> Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, we we try to keep it to like one thing per kid, um, so that we're not doing that. <laughs> so yeah, luckily my little guy likes to ride, so he gets to ride when I go riding, and then my daughter, um, yeah, just started this acting thing, so. Um, yeah. yeah, we're getting there. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, hey, man, we, we really appreciate your time tonight. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, uh, really looking forward to talking to you for a few minutes about about uh, your career but switching over to running xc and uh what that's been like so um i mean has this been your first off season like fully dedicated to gncc i knew you ran it um when you were younger but um is this your first time fully dedicating yourself to it yeah no doubt the the rest of the time that i've ever done it um i've been just you know hit or miss like oh i'm gonna go race a race this weekend or whatever so this is the first year that like my training has been based around going three hours, um, racing in the woods, uh, not riding motocross really at all, I guess you'd say. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is my first real effort at it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, that was going to be the biggest thing. Uh, one of my questions too, for you tonight was like, is it nice for you to like not have to sit there and pound laps on a small, like two, like a minute and a half track where you get to kind of go out and just ride miles? (laughs) Um, well, I, I honestly haven't really done the whole ride miles thing. Um, I, I've got some loops at Kroom that I've been riding, um, doing, you know, hour and two hour motos on. And then, uh, we have one grass track that we ride quite a bit at my friend Jack Chambers house. And then other than that, um, 
yeah, we haven't really been too many places. We got this little local spot near in my town called the Marina, uh, super gnarly sand track. And then uh, one other place we went to called Bubba's Creek that was super gnarly as well. Um, but for the most part, it's just been, yeah, still doing circles on the same same lap. But that's what I enjoy. That's what um, what I feel is most beneficial to me. So um, that's what I've been doing. Mate, is this something that that you saw coming in your future, or what happened to to lead you down the road of GNCC? Uh, we know that you've always had kind of a soft place in your heart to to run in the woods, but uh, what is exactly the 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 draw for you to come to come back and just do a full force effort towards uh, a GNCC championship? Yeah, I mean, it's always it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, it's something that I felt I would hope. You know, I had always hoped to get the opportunity to do at the end of my Supercross and Motocross career. And obviously with the way things ended there, um, those those opportunities weren't going to come unless I kind of went a different direction. And, um, yeah, this this Yamaha opportunity came up and they they chased me pretty hard for it. And um, a lot of doors opened to kind of put me in the situation to be able to take it. And the same same on the team's part. So, um it just seemed like the right spot for me and something that I, I felt like I could uh, fill a void with for a while and, um, yeah, give it a proper effort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, some, some guys we know might, might call you crazy for leaving your cushy, uh, husky, husky job you had there to come race three hours in the woods with, uh, with these crazy guys over here. So, um, you know, that, 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 that is a pretty interesting, uh, decision you made, but we're all glad you made it. But, uh, so what's it like switching uh, from uh, the Husky back to a 250 Yamaha? Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed the Yamaha. Um, I haven't done a ton to my bike um, since I got the the 250 back in the beginning of January. I've made one one suspension change <laughs> and, um, you know, some bits and bobs, but nothing major really. Um, just been really comfortable and, and trying to put in a ton of time and, um, be as prepared as possible, but I've really, really enjoyed the bike and the change. I was, to be honest, I was quite nervous because I've been on a steel frame for so long and, um, coming from that background and just back onto an aluminum frame, back onto a 250, there was a lot of change. So I was a little bit nervous about it, but, um, so far it's been, it's been really, really good. So you, you've never been anybody that, or you've never been someone that would, that would shy away from competition. And I think that's kind of like, when I think of you and like being a fan and watching you in supercross and motocross, it's always just seemed like it's, it's just pure enjoyment of the suffer and the competition and the pushing yourself. Um, and is, is, do you feel like at this stage in your career and life that you're just that that you're wanting to to venture out and do pushing yourself in different avenues? Uh, definitely, yeah. I mean, for me, um, it's all kind of about challenging myself and and um, finding those places in my mind where it's just easy and fun and um, it just coming coming to me so simple you know um that's that's what i miss the most about competing and um obviously i realized that someday i won't be able to compete at this level and uh this kind of seemed like the last last possible spot where i would be able to um do this gncc thing if i passed on this it was it was definitely over um so for me it's just about kind of filling that hole and um seeing what what i can do right so we know you're really fast in the sand 
and we, we, we think I'm pretty much predicting you to do really well down south. But when you get up here in these mountains of West Virginia and snowshoe and all that, um, how, how, how are we feeling about the rocks and, and all that good stuff? Well, I mean, I'm not going to learn how to ride rocks in a week or a month <laughs> or even a year, right? Like for me, the, the main thing is that I'm prepared and that, that I can go there, um, as fit as possible and, um, with all the right tools to do the job. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, you're, you're probably gonna have to spend like three months up north, right? And I'm like, no, because it's not gonna matter if I spent three months there. You know, if I spent three years there, maybe. <laughs> uh, I did I did do quite a bit of rock riding last summer um, when I was up in New Hampshire and Massachusetts and Maine. Mm-hmm. And I felt a lot better on it than what I what I anticipated. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely there's that's going to be a huge challenge for me and um, some things I'm going to have to overcome and learn. And um, like I said, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to just show up at Snowshoe and and know how to ride the rocks magically. Right. And and I wouldn't even if I went there for a year. So for me, the most important thing is to just continue my program and be be as prepared as possible in every other thing that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um in my program and um i you know it's it's all about going three hours right so if i can go out there put myself in a good position learn from the guys around me and um be there at the end then i think you know i'll be okay yeah so when you're training like versus you know training on a on a supercross track or a motocross track you you have like kind of your boundaries like you know or you're you're on a piece of property that that is clearly marked out when you're training you know, with some of these, uh, woods guys, I feel like you could find yourself in situations where like, are you on private property? Are you on public? land? <laughs> <laughs> Is it, what's it like, you, you know, kind of like, I guess not known where you're going all the time whenever, whenever you're training. Yeah. Um, like I said, we haven't really been that many places and I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to venture out onto something that's sketchy. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I just don't, I don't mess with that kind of stuff. It's just not who I am or mm-hmm. her, how I operate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, for me, Kroom's the ultimate, right? Like there's tons of trail, there's tons of loops, there's a little bit of everything except rocks. Um, but it's legal. It's fun. Like it's, that's, that's me <laughs> down to the ground. That's a huge part of the reason that I signed up to do this is just because I know that I can go there day in and day out and have a have a dang good time riding right. my dirt bike right. right yeah so let's talk about this weekend this past weekend u.s sprint enduro um man uh if anybody had any doubt that you can't ride in, in a little bit of the woods and go fast uh you sure sh- showed them wrong a little bit this weekend yeah i mean there's a lot left in the tank for you know for me to learn and um to get better and just to understand what i'm doing better you know i i got stuck in a mud hole that i'd would have never dreamed was there uh first thing on saturday morning um in the middle of a field around a tree that i mean i was basically i don't know how i wasn't in the roots of the tree like it just went to china before i could do anything about it so uh, a lot of positives to take from the sprint this weekend but also some things that i just really need to work on and learn and um those are those are the hard lessons that you know they're the best lessons are the paid for lessons right, <laughs> right, so, right. um yeah i paid for that one big time it cost me a shot at the overall win like i said and um set me back 20 seconds or something on saturday right off the bat so a bit of a disaster but i was able to win an enduro test which wasn't even on my radar going into the weekend against those guys um 
I don't know why, mainly beca- just because I've never done it before and I didn't know what it was going to be like. But, um, yeah, I was I was in the hunt the whole weekend and um, had a really good battle with Johnny on Sunday. And um, I, I feel good about where I'm at. I just need to come into the season, you know, continue my training and um, stay healthy and, and get to round one uh, kind of in the spot I'm in now and mm. we'll be – We'll be off to the races. Right. No. Is that is that like the first time you've ever done like a like a like a race like that? Like where you're just like racing the clock? Uh, I've done six days twice, okay, so I right. kind of know the format. But like obviously, uh, the U.S. Enduro is just so different to that with no transfer trail and and only two tests. But um, I I definitely enjoyed the racing. I had a blast. The the cross test was I mean right in my wheelhouse, ruddy motocross track and some grass track. So that was really fun for me. And, um, the, the enduro test was, I mean, I don't know, like to me, it was quite gnarly, right? Like mm-hmm. it was, it got super bumpy on Saturday afternoon. And then when we went out on the bicycles on Sunday morning, I was like, man, this doesn't even look like the same trail we <laughs> right. rode yesterday. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I think it was a, a, a good test for me to start the season and, um, definitely, maybe silence some doubters. I don't really care about any doubters. <laughs> I'm not doing this for anybody but myself, but, right. um, it was a shot in the arm for me, like just to go back to work. And also for the team, like, you know, they, they dug me out of the racing grave basically to do this. So I'm sure that they, they knew what they were getting, but also they knew what, what could happen. <laughs> like, you know, I could just get smoked or take their money or whatever, but, um, right. I'm sure that they, you know, they've been stoked about, uh everything that that went on and Mm -hmm. um as far as the bike and stuff goes i think we're in a really really good spot so everybody's kind of we're kind of cruising along right now Mm -hmm. speaking of the six days are you maybe thinking about doing any isde or trying to anything like that or i i don't know um i mean i would i would entertain it uh i have no idea why they went back to the argentina spot that they're going to this year Mm -hmm. i was there uh on the team in 2014 and it was seriously the worst place they could have ever had to race like i don't really? even get it and so that kind of turns me off a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean I, i'll definitely entertain the idea okay good deal so uh last week on our episode 100 we had uh barry Hawkins studio and uh we had Ryder lafferty on the phone and they were talking about about uh, uh Ryder's ability to look really far up you know the track and how much that helps a rider in the woods and uh barry brought up a a point that that i thought of you when i when he's talking about it is how you know a lot of times guys that write that race motocross they look really close to their front fender because they really have to focus on like exactly what's coming up right in front of them how do you feel like you know going from that style of riding to riding in the woods? Do you feel like you've are able, have been able to adapt to your eyesight, like like looking farther up the track, or is that something that you've had to train yourself to do? Um, I don't really think that I struggled with that, or I, I don't really have that feeling um, that I'm I I don't know that I, yeah, I guess that I struggled with that with motocross. I've always kind of looked farther ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Riding has kind of been one of my fortes. So that obviously, you you know, you have to be good at looking ahead, but um, the thing that I've struggled with the most of anything, like anything, anything is just like when it's super sunny, it's not as bad now that we're getting back towards the time change, but 
like in mid-December when it was super sunny here in Florida and the sun was low and like kind of through the pines. The trees. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like the flashing after two hours would just drive me nuts. Honestly. Yeah. Like it would just because where my, the main loop that I ride at Kroom is is <laughs> there's no road section at all. It's all in the woods. And um, man, I just my brain, I'd get off the bike and my brain would just be fried like I needed a nap. You know, I felt like I'd been riding Supercross all day because there's just so much input to your brain from the flashing and the trees and the bumps and everything that you're trying to read all at one time. Um, that that's been the toughest thing. Um, not to shameless sponsor plug or anything, but, uh, Scott has a light sensitive lens that has helped me a, a really a ton, oh. um, with that. So I'm super happy that I found that and, um, kind of a solution to my main problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a goggle choice or like lens type, it's a huge thing in the woods because, you know, it's a three-hour race, so when you start, you know, the sun's in a different angle, then you got shadows, and then, you know, sunlight and stuff. So that's that's usually a huge, uh, a huge, uh, uh, important part of the of the piece of for GNCC racing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, you know, I, that's still stuff. All, all stuff I have to learn. I've done a lot of testing with my nutrition uh, at the long longer motos with my pack, and if I want to run a backpack or a, mm-hmm. a waist pack, and just a lot, a lot of things to learn. You know, luckily I have good people around me, um, with Liam and Ricky and, uh, everybody on the team that is just like answering all my stupid questions that, you know, beginners ask. So uh, I'm grateful for that. Um, everybody's been really solid to me and, and kind of helped me along. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt that, uh, that third hour just seems like that's something that we've talked a lot of guys about and they just talk about how that third hour at a GNCC race is really where like people either, you know, fall off or are able to, to, to really, you know, make their race happen. Um, You've not, have you, you guys don't really train a full three hours. Mm -hmm. Do you, or like, have you done anything for the three hours straight yet? Um, no, the longest I've done this off season is two hours, yeah. but I mean, two hours solo with no goal. That's rough. It's <laughs> not easy, you know? Right. Um, right. I think a lot of it's, it's a mental battle. Um, I definitely am nervous about going three hours right off the, right off the rip, um, at big buck, but like I've done everything that I know to do to be ready. Um, I wouldn't, I, I anticipated doing a three hour effort in the off season, but like, it just, it just seems a bit much at this point, um, to try to go and do that. So hour and a half and two hours are, are on the, on the carts for the next couple of weeks, but, um, definitely there's going to be some exploration into who I am and uh, how things feel at three hours, uh, here in a couple of weeks. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure we've, we've talked a lot. We've talked a lot and joked about how people really question their life decisions at three, at three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have said that to me, like, oh, I bet you're going to regret that decision at three hours. And I'm like, well, you don't know me very well. I, I was, <laughs> was going to say, like, um, I've seen, you know, you like running that gnarly sand stuff anyways. And and I would say you're you're a guy that likes to push anyway, push yourself to the limit. So I'd say you'll be okay in three hours. Yeah, it's, I've not heard people talk about the enjoyment of suffering like, like, like Zach does. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little different in that aspect, I guess. I mean, I – um. I don't know. There's a, there's a piece, there's a piece, uh, like no other inside there somewhere. Um, when things get dark, (laughs) (laughs) well, uh, 
Zach, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to bring your part or your teammate on, Liam Draper, and uh, we're going to come back on the line with both of you just for a few minutes, and then uh, uh, we'll let you go. But uh, we're going to go a commercial break real quick, guys, and we're going to come back on with Liam Draper and Zach Osborne. You've seen them at the track, now online, magna1motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1motorsports.com or trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year. Which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we're back from commercial break. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking around listening to the show. Right now, we're going to uh, bring on Liam Draper, XC2 rider. Uh, had five podiums last year, three straight podiums towards the end of the year. Uh, great finishes, and uh, we still have Zach Osborne online. Uh, Liam, what's going on, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, up here, actually, in South Carolina at the race shop at the moment. I uh, came up from Florida last week after the sprint and just getting ready for the National Enduro this weekend. Yeah, 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 cool, man. So we we have uh, you know your teammate Zacho on the on the line here with you. So how, how's your guys' training been? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been super cool. It's uh, probably been I've told Zach it a few times now. Probably been the most productive, organized, and structured off season I've had. Um, it's just a good group of guys and um, people all want, who want to go in the direction of winning and achieving big goals so it's been cool with me ricky and zach down there in florida mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh zach yeah. is uh who's faster zach you or liam 
<laughs> uh, most days, Liam actually, um, Liam's been ripping. We've, you know, we've had a lot of good days, just uh, back and forth days. We took some days where we did longer motos, and he, Ricky, and I would just change off who was leading. And um, like Liam said, it's been really productive and just kind of straightforward. Um, other than Ricky's little mishap, that was the only uh, only thing that that kind of hindered us. Right, right. <clears throat> so. Um... You guys going on any, any kind of like bike rides, or you guys are strictly on the on the like um, you know just riding your motorcycles, or you guys only doing like cycling or anything like that? Yeah, we did a couple of bike rides. Um, obviously, we we aren't exactly on the same training program, but oh, okay. um, the riding program we were just doing whatever we we all kind of felt together. Um, so we did a couple of bike rides, not a ton, um, but yeah, we we had some some good days. <laughs> Do you do you, now? Do you guys like? Um, I know Zach said he hasn't changed. You haven't changed your bike very much, but Liam, I know you you switched over from from a different brand too. So this is like a, a whole new thing for you guys. Have you guys been bouncing ideas like off of each other, like bike settings or anything like that? Yeah, no. Um, I've been on a KTM or an Austrian bike for a long time, so it definitely was a change for me. But I think it's definitely helped having another two fifty rider nxc2 like zach we definitely the test that we had we definitely bounced a lot of ideas and jumped on each other's bikes and tried different things and we're pretty close on settings with each other you know um so it's been good with that way and i haven't changed a whole lot since i got my base setting i think we've been through one set of suspension and that's it but i'm super happy with my bike and i think it's a great great bike that that was another question I had for you, Zach. Too was so you're coming from like motocross and supercross, especially supercross is so so stiff. Now like the woods is probably like really really soft for you, right? Or is it? Or am I wrong on that? Uh, that's a huge misconception that I had <laughs> okay. as well. Um, where I thought, oh yeah, this setup's going to be completely different and soft, and there's no way that I could ever ride what i'm gonna end up on you know going racing on mm -hmm. at the gncc's on a motocross track but that's pretty far from the truth at this mm. point like um these days i think that these guys are pretty dang close to being um on like a definitely it's like a softer moto setup but mm -hmm. like uh not not nearly the quote-unquote wood setting i thought i was gonna be on really that's interesting uh, that is interesting i always <laughs> thought that it would have been like Zach, I, I I agree with you. I thought that would have been way softer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I just had in my mind that enduro setting was just you know marshmallows, I guess. Right. Say, but, um, Riding on clouds. <laughs> I, yeah, it it definitely is. Um, it's not soft, soft, but I definitely felt like I was in a good spot jumping. You know, some some rhythm sections and stuff at at uh, the sprint this weekend. I never felt like I was soft. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, you, you guys brought up uh, uh, Ricky. I, and I saw today that Ricky came out with a vlog. So are you, are you boys vlogging this season? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Zach's not, but we got uh, – Zach's a part of it. But uh, we got two amateur kids with uh, that have been staying with me and Ricky. So uh -huh. it's kind of been funny vlogging them and harassing them. We got one kid, Cooper, who doesn't eat nothing but eats ribeye steak. <laughs> five days straight with Pringles and fruit snacks. So he's kind of been passing on him a lot, but it's kind of just a little bit of fun, I guess. That's an interesting combination. Some ribeye, fruit snacks, and Pringles. 
That sounds like yeah, eating in my house. He, he loves a good Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A, yeah. Oh, shoot. That's awesome, man. That's funny. So, so, so Zach and, and I guess Liam, Liam as well, uh, what's it like, you know, you got these young kids that, that you're working with and you guys are, are working together as a team throughout the, throughout the days. Is it just a good bond between you all is like a brotherhood or? I mean, yeah, I would say so. We, we, we don't have any, you know, we're all working for a common goal and that's the cool thing. And, um, I think we all kind of bring each other to another level of accountability and organization. And, um, just when you get that synergy amongst guys that are, that are in it all for the right reasons and the same goal, um, it, it just works. It just happens. You know, I went through that, um, at my former, uh, employer and, um, trainer and, and I know how that works. And like, we had that going on there for the last four weeks, just, building and building and building and building it each day you feel like you make progress and then you take a week get, take the weekend off and you go back to work on monday and that week turns into progress too so um for me it's been an ideal situation like i said these boys have been more than gracious answering all of my beginner level questions and <laughs> um and just seeing me through the thing and then liam was gracious enough to go this weekend and uh help me out at the sprint figuring out the format and just kind of taking care of things and um yeah i mean we're all in it for a common goal i think you know if liam and i could go one two every weekend it wouldn't really matter to me uh which one of us was on the top step of course i'd love to win some races but <laughs> i mean at this point we we just have a good uh good working relationship for that's, everyone and that's the main thing yeah that's awesome. that's awesome that's awesome yeah I like how he's talking about beginner questions, but then he's putting up veteran results. No, yeah, right, right. I was, I was getting ready to ask Liam, like, you know, he's asking you guys beginner questions, but then puts up uh, uh, U.S. Sprint Enduro uh, second overall this past weekend. Yeah, with test wins. No, there's not, there's not many beginner questions. More <laughs> knowledge on how how race, how the format kind right. of works and stuff. But we've also been bouncing questions from him, and it's been very interesting to me to know, like what he went through with his motocross and supercross background, you know, training with, you know, one of the trainers that's commonly known in motocross and supercross out. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely interesting knowing what they went through and versus how we train and what kind of motos we do versus them. And, you know, stuff like that's been, been interesting to us. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> that's uh, I, you know, that's why it's always like cool to hear Zach coming from, uh, that that side of the industry coming to this side of the industry and um always just like you know because everybody always thinks it's two different worlds and, and it kind of is it really is but it's just really cool to see him coming over and uh <clears throat> exploring this side and yeah. br bringing that um knowledge over to the sport and giving it to you guys that is a good point like zach could probably answer better on this but how much of what you did with Alden Baker can you transfer over to like the cross country side of racing? Is there a lot of the program that would be similar enough that you could use it and it would work pretty good? Or do you need to like tweak enough of it that it's completely different? Um, it, it's completely different. I mean, the, the main thing for me that I learned there is just the discipline and, and the consistency that it takes to do, do, um, let's say fitness and, and being fit enough to repeat those steps week in and week out. Uh, that would be like my biggest takeaway. But like for us as motocross racers, we did a lot of like low and low and slow zone stuff off the bike, like 120 to 130 heart rate, 
um and then all of our intensity was on the bike right so like that's all 180 to 190 heart rate mm-hmm. and this has been more like like without the the g load of supercross and motocross i feel like the heart rate's a lot less so i'm you know 20 to 30 beats lower than that i'm more like 160 to 170 even on the hard efforts mm-hmm. um so i've had to adjust like my off the bike stuff to be a little higher to meet those uh demands and and also just working my body into that middle zone is something that i've never done off the bike like on my bicycle mm-hmm. um so so just a lot of that has changed for me and and now i'm at a point where um with my injury that i had with my back all of my gym stuff's based around that so it's mm-hmm. very <clears throat> strange and specific so um not not a ton of my alden stuff transfers but um the main keys would be definitely discipline and consistency mm-hmm. and just professionalism throughout the whole thing, um, being prepared and being ready each day. Right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, Zach, we're going to let you jump off the line. Uh, before we do, though, there's a, there's a question <laughs> that we ask everybody when they come on the show for the first time. And if you had to pick one fast food restaurant and one candy for the rest of I your life. You, <laughs> you can, wait, so Liam, you can answer for Zach. I know the fast food place is probably going to be Bucky's. <laughs> Bucky's, <laughs> man. Uh, Buc- for me, Bucky's or Chick Fil A, <laughs> and then um, candy. Oh, I'm not a big candy guy. Like I like cake. I like cupcakes. Oh, okay. And okay. Cupcakes. I'm on board with uh, that. But if I had to pick a candy, um, it'd probably be like a Cherry Charms Blow Pop or Sour Patch Kids. Oh, okay. nice. There nice. you go. What's What's the meal at Bucky's? I, I've never been to a You've Bucky's, never been to Bucky's, so I don't know what the meal oh, is. Man. I, I've never. I had it. been like. I've been to Bucky's a bunch. We have one in Daytona. So, like, anytime I get on 95, that's my first stop, uh, Bucky's. But over the weekend, uh, Liam Dana, my practice mechanic, and I, we stopped there on the way up. And then uh, after the race, we were like, oh, we're going to Bucky's because I didn't realize the, like, amount of food they have in there. Oh, it's insane. They have, like, barbecue and tacos and bakery and all kinds. Like, I mean, they have a freaking beef jerky bar. Like, what more do you want in life, right? So. Wow, dude! Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I ran into one of those last year um, on vacation down in St. Augustine, and um, we didn't know what it was either. And we finally pulled in, and we went inside. I was like, "Dude, they're making like fudge fresh! Like they're literally making fudge and jerky, and oh, dude, they have everything in there. It's insane." All right, so yeah. on my list when I go to Florida this year, I'm definitely stopping at Bucky's. Lot of Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> Lot of Bucky's. It was my oh, yeah. first time on the weekend, and it was definitely worth a stop. <laughs> it is. Wow, <laughs> it is. Wow, I never thought a gas station would be worth the stop right oh i mean it's not a, it's not your average gas station i think they all have like over 100 pumps each yeah. right so it's wow it's pretty mental so is it like one of those places that i could actually go with my diesel and not have to wait for gas yeah. vehicles to get out of my way yeah yeah every every pump has diesel and like some of the pumps have def pumps so it's super wow clutch. yeah man we need these up here it's, it's kind of like our sheets up here it's kind of oh, like but it sounds a, like it's way no, on a low no, on a no, very no, low no. scale you just compared this place to sheets and you said they were making fresh fudge and stuff it would be like if sheets walmart and cracker barrel had a baby yeah, like. i'm down with that i need yeah. to visit it's one pretty of good it's pretty good <laughs> that's that's our first bucky's answer so i like it yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what last question, Zach? Do we have a prediction for 450 Supercross from you? 
I feel like your your opinion is pretty valid. <laughs> what are we talking? Championship or? What? Yeah, championship. But if you have any any hot takes, <laughs> um, I think Coop's gonna get hot here pretty quick when mm. it goes east. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna still say number one for the championship, but Coop's gonna give take it distance. Uh, yeah. As far as uh, down to the wire. Man, how about that tumble uh, Eli took this weekend? <laughs> we were sitting here trying yeah, to think of the last time we ever seen that happen. So I didn't get to watch uh, on Saturday night. Obviously, we watched the first mains and then we went to bed. But um, it was massive. He was extremely fortunate to land on those tough blocks. Otherwise, it could have been a different story. Oh. Um for the rest of the season. Yeah. 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 For sure. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the coup yeah. take though. Yeah. He's, he's back for sure. Yeah, he's absolutely. definitely back. <laughs> absolutely. So, well, Zach, man, we appreciate your time tonight and uh, good luck in the season. We will definitely be watching of course, and uh, look forward to seeing you at the tracks and uh, yeah, man, just enjoy the, uh, enjoy the year in XC2. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks for having me guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank you. <clears throat> All right, Liam, you still there? I'm still here. All right, All right man. man. How's it going? How's uh, how's the training been this year so far? Yeah, it's been good. We uh, we went to Florida first January. Well, just off the first January, about the sixth, we actually did a suspension test here in South Carolina at Randy's property, which is about five minutes from Big Buck. Um, the three of us, me, Ricky, and Zach, um, we got a base sitting, and then we headed to Florida. Um, Florida was. It's been good. We actually rented a house this year, me and Ricky and the two amateur kids, and it was a hundred times better than dragging a camper down there and living in a camper. It made <laughs> made for the winter a thousand times better and more enjoyable going mm-hmm. to a house. I don't know how and, you guys do it every year in the camper. That's that's brutal, yeah. man. Like it worked out cheaper actually splitting it four ways than dragging a camper and finding a place to. <clears throat> Do it and maintaining a camp. It was just a lot better, and we had it in Claremont, Florida, there, which was about 15 minutes from Zach's place. So we had all the tracks that he mentioned to ride at during the week, and everything was just, you know, organized, structured, and we had a good time. And it was definitely fun chasing each other around, and I'm sure there's going to be more of it soon. But um, oh, it was. It was a good winner. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the to the to the team switch real quick. Okay, go ahead. real quick. Go ahead. I was going to mention before uh, we get away from the uh, the house rental. Mm-hmm. I saw the vlog today. Okay, and I was going to ask you. You guys look like you're in a residential area, and then you pop the garage open, and there's just like eight dirt bikes sitting in there, <laughs> looking like a full factory garage. Are you guys getting any any looks uh, from the uh, from the uh, mundane neighborhood life <laughs> across the street no, from you? No, it's actually. It was funny. We didn't, no one said a word. Um, we've left the house now. We're all, we left it this week. We're all back in. Oh, okay. We, uh, when we first showed up there, it was like, we opened the garage and there was a pool table, a nice rug and everything in there. And we're like, Oh no, this is bad. (laughs) So we ended up kind of rearranging this guy's house and we moved the pool table into the lounge and we got a rug and we had, I think we had nine dirt bikes down there total. And, (laughs) ice bath out the back in the guy's pool area and rowers and stuff but it worked out and yeah it was actually a whole lot better than i anticipated and it was definitely enjoyable going to a house but no the neighbors are fun and we uh 
we left with all our dirt bikes, so that was the main thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, no that is the main thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looked like a really nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was pretty nice. Yeah, it was definitely definitely good. It was about thirty minutes from Orlando. Right. Right. So, all right. So back to the to to the whole team switch. Did now is this something you saw coming, or was this something that was kind of like caught you by surprise uh, with the whole switch? Or take, walk us through the through through that. Um, it was not really by surprise. I mean, the a few of the mechanics here I know quite well were talking about it, and there were rumors that, um, I mean, obviously the, the XT2 riders' deal was up, and there was talks he was moving, and you know how it goes, and that all the pro riders talk, and everyone knows what's going on. It's silly season and stuff, and I kind of got talking with Randy, and um, I didn't really think it was – my results at the start of the year weren't that great. I was coming off of an injury and then I uh, started getting some, some good results some podiums and stuff. And then, yeah, Randy called me one day and it was, it happened super quick. It was kind of crazy. Randy called me at, I think it was 10 o'clock on a Saturday night and was like, Hey, you know, is this something you're interested in? And I think I signed by Sunday morning. He went into his work on a Sunday and um, sent me a contract. And yeah, it was, it was kind of surreal. You know, you come, I came from New Zealand, like always dreaming of being on a factory team. And now to be on one is, is super cool. And it happened very, very fast. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you're probably like, send me that contract right now. <laughs> Let's sign yeah, this thing. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I obviously had to, to tell KTM because they have the first, right to to match it or you know how it goes mm-hmm. but um i just think where i was in my career and how i'm like at right now i was i was ready for a change and as i said i've been on an austrian bike since i was 16 so mm-hmm. it's definitely been a while so do you feel that you are more prepared and ready for this season than past seasons um being part of a factory team changing to a new bike and things like that. I mean, obviously there's a little bit of adapting and different things that have to happen there, but. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, for the past few years, you know, with Tilly, it's, it's been awesome and they've definitely helped me a lot and always had my back, but um, I did a lot of behind the scenes working with sponsors and doing my own deals and making sure I had everything to go racing and, um things like that where now it's like i haven't i've talked to obviously the team sponsors but it's not like i'm trying to get my deals sorted you know calling gear companies to see if they'll help me for the next year it's like i came down here and walked into the race shop and there's my practice bike two practice bikes sitting there ready to go and they've got race bikes being built and there's you know it's just the whole feel of being on a factory team was all the resources and people around you is, is definitely more preparing. Like I went to Florida just knowing I had everything and hmm. uh, things like that. It's been good. Yeah, it's, gotta so, be, it's gotta be a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. That's what I was going to say. For sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely a big weight lifted off the shoulders. You know, I, I'm now staying at the race shop and, you know, I leave from here each day to go riding, but you come home, there's a wash bay and, you know, I clean my own practice bike and things like that, but there's always parts here if needed, you know, not <laughs> having to order stuff or wait on stuff. It's, there's no wait time and no lost time. <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's like a, 
Um, and, you know, as a kid, you're probably like, man, this this is the ultimate dream that you probably had for yourself, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a kid's dream to be on a factory team and pull your bike out of one of those semis and be under that, be under the tent is is a dream of a kid. So it's definitely nice to uh, to have that and all this hard work and stuff definitely has paid off. I mean, it sounds like you have an adult candy store down there, though. Like, all kids go into candy stores, and they're, like, all excited. <laughs> you walk into the garage, and you got every part you need, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that down here. It's pretty cool, to be honest. Um, definitely cool to see. So, um, and, you know, at, it's really cool because, like, you know, you got your factory ride. You got all this going on and, and you know, excited. But then also another treat, you get Zach Osborne as a teammate so it's like holy cow like yeah this is insane right now yeah definitely you know zach's definitely being a big help and someone that's dedicated and structured to go racing and same goal but on the other hand ricky's the same you know he's an experienced one guy who's super dedicated and structured to to his job and um i think the three of us have had a really good winner and a good relationship with each other and pushing each other every day and um making sure we're all on time and doing the right thing it's been good right right so um so coming from the ktm and then like kind of comparing like how's the like you know everybody always talks about how fast the yamaha is and stuff like how's that feel in the woods is like do do you feel like you really like the motor or something or is it maybe it might be too much or um no, definitely. It's probably um, one of the best all-round package bikes I've been on. You know, the motor is super strong, smooth, and um, I'm definitely liking the bike a lot. I got some good suspension now, and um, yeah, it's a good package. Definitely, it was a little bit to get used to, you know, the kit going from a hydraulic clutch to a cable clutch, but mm-hmm. it didn't take me but a week to get used to it, and everything's good now and i definitely feel we're in a good position with the bike and even stuff cool cool yeah because i know like i said like we've you know keep talking like those are two totally different animals um you know ktm is always like really good with handling and steering and all that and then um you know the yamaha has definitely been improving and that that yamaha 250 has been uh pretty much high on the board you know so uh, being a 250 so it's it's um i always like to get those two takes from the australian to to the yamaha's uh bike yeah no it's it was a change but um it was a change i was excited for and and ready for so it made it that whole much e- bit easier mm-hmm. well what's interesting about the, the about your team this year with you uh ricky and zach you guys are all switching like from the same uh, Austrian to to Yamaha. So, what I think is cool is is you guys. It, it's kind of like a clean slate for all of you, and all of you are championship contenders mm-hmm. in the you know the XC1 and the XC2. Uh, so it, it's a I think it's a cool team vibe that you guys got going on this year. Yeah, definitely. You know the, the team vibe definitely is is good. You know, we're, there's no tension between no one and anything like that we're all going for that common goal and like zach said it's in the perfect world it'd be great for me and him to go one two every weekend yeah yeah yep so have you been up to Stu's place any yeah i actually was there on uh two days ago 
I went there and uh, actually broke in my national enduro race bike. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm about an hour, staying about an hour from him. I'm in travels at the Yamaha shop. I got you. Yeah, I, you know, usually when you guys get together, there's usually some crazy stories or whatever. So, I was just. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's no real crazy stories. I haven't been staying there. So. <laughs> That's good. That's I'm good. There's crazy stories happening down there, but I just drove down there and, uh, <laughs> and just... rode and got out of there before anything. <laughs> before you lost any fingers or anything it, like that, right? <laughs> he's missing out on the uh, awesome. I went there. I went there on Monday and broke my race bike in. Then I went back there Tuesday and rode. And uh, he wasn't there yet. And I called him. I said, where are you at? He said, oh, I'm just getting some stuff. We're going to cut in a new Enduro loop. And he shows up. He's got like four machetes, some loppers. He bought a new weed whacker with a big grinding disc on it. And then he's got all these kids out there trying to cut trail. And <laughs> it's, yeah, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. He was missing out on the awesome race van, though. Yeah. That, I mean. That AT. Yeah. <laughs> He could have been on the A-Team yeah. van. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. shoot. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll tell you. Um, so, in the National Enduros, is that the first round? Isn't it soon? Yeah, it's this weekend. That's it's what I Sunday. thought. That's okay. I, I don't want to miss big. And you're running that series, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing uh, National Enduro and VCC. Okay. okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's hey. hard to keep track with all you guys because uh, some people are running full gas and some people are running the National Enduros. And the U.S. Sprint. And then the U.S. Sprint and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, I've got Rachel and Zach at U.S. Sprint and me and Ricky at National Enduro, and then obviously we're all doing GNCC. Okay. So it's at, at Sumter this weekend, is that right? Yeah, yep. Sumter this weekend. So are, are we – are you motorhome life this year, or are you trying to hotel it through the GNCC season? What, what's what's the uh, the mode of transportation this year? Or well, no, staying? I uh, I have a toy hauler, so um, my fiance has two boys that um, go to the races with us too. So it's I like being at the track, and it's nice for them. You know, they we we arrive there on a Friday, and they magically arrive back at five o'clock on a Sunday just in time to go home. But it was funny. I was telling Zach uh, at the sprinting there, we turned up and there was a mud hole next to his camper and his kids ran and they're playing in it. And I said, don't, don't be, uh, don't be shocked when you see your kid out at the seven mile marker or something at a GNCC when he's buried in a mud hole with my fiance's two boys and <laughs> Caleb's, Caleb's boy crew and Sean Remington's kid. And magically these kids arrive in the track and build stuff. So no, I like being at the track and hanging out all weekend. It's kind of nice little family weekend and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always good to, it's, it's fun to be at the track. I just don't like to drive home. That's all. <laughs> yeah. The drive home definitely suck. I know, I'm actually staying in a hotel this weekend, but the Enduros are a little easier. You don't have to pre-ride the track mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So you can just show up some Sunday and race and leave. So I'd say the Enduros, I'll be hotel life in it for the Enduros, but for the GNCCA, I'll be in the camper. So you, you're are you uh, you're staying down south for the first few rounds, and then and then are you going to be home basing it out of uh, PA? Yeah, I will be probably home full-time after around Camp Joker. Um, I have some national Enduros. I got Florida, Georgia, and then I got to go to Texas for an Enduro. So a lot of 
most of the southern races i'll leave my camper down here until we head to indiana but um just backwards and forward and bouncing around the place i'm so you know me and coop and we and devin was just talking like we only got like two weeks to like a gntc the first round like it's been it's been quick is, is it this been quick season. for you i'm sure it has because you, you know you knew 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 everything but man i just feel like it just flew by this year yeah it has i was uh i was hoping to go home back to new zealand where i was originally from um this year before christmas but um just with the whole switch and the team, new team and new bike and GNCC starting a week early, I think it was like, it was, I was going to be too stressed out going home. So, but I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't because this winter went by way too fast mm-hmm. and it feels like we only just left Ironman and here we are headed the big buck in two weeks. Yeah. So do you think that we should have a longer break between the last race and the first race? to make it a little bit easier for us in the off season to get things ready or like, you know, there's people like you that are from Australia, New Zealand, places like that. You know, it'd be nice for you guys to be able to go back home and have time to not have to rush. So, yeah, I, my personal opinion, um, I personally think we should start in Florida on the Daytona, like on Daytona weekend, whatever weekend it is that we start. I mean, 90% of the pro riders that are in the sport as a job head to Florida for the whole month of January, February, just about to right. train. Why don't we all just, you know, we all come up from Florida to race the big bike. Then we turn around and head straight back to Florida. <laughs> Why not just start? That's how right. I think we should start in Florida. Yeah. We may go into the first weekend of November, but, I think um, it would make it a little easier for for everyone. Start down there and just work our way back up. Right. I remember they used they used to start in Florida and they would actually do like you know two days of practice, um, you know one day for ATVs, one day for dirt bikes, and then they would have the two days for racing. And it seemed like a lot of people liked that. And like you said, it started at the beginning of March, so we weren't in February starting and you know. It gave us a little bit more time before the season actually started. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure why they started changing that or not, but I, I agree with you. I think we should start, you know, at the furthest point away. Um, most of you guys are already down there training, and then uh, it also gives us an extra couple weeks to, to be ready for it. Yeah, definitely. I, I 100% agree with that. You know, we're all on there wanting to start. I mean, Big bucks freezing cold anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, this, yeah. This week at the Sumter Endurance, it's meant to be like 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And in, in the comment section of Miss Sue, uh, Draper said that it'd be nice to have you home. So <laughs> so I think she, she, she agrees as well with a longer break in the winter. Right. And she said something about a wedding, home this year for a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, we. I am getting married this year, but I don't know if it's going to be at home in New Zealand. Or not. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Well, congratulations. Congratulations on yes. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. I haven't heard too much about it since last season, but the whole GNCC ever in Australia. Have you ever thought of like maybe thought about going over and racing that? Yeah, I heard Australia has started a GNCC series. I know where in New Zealand, where I'm from, they have a small scale one too. It's actually run by uh, Paul Webley, who's a former XC1, um, the last person to win on a non-Austrian bike 
here from Amherst, Yamaha, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd like to eventually go do some races back home in New Zealand, but um, obviously it's a little hard when you're racing right. every other week over here from <laughs> right, every right. December. Yeah, I just figured it, it might be a good fit, you know, especially with the Ampro Yamaha, you know, connection over there and and uh, maybe get to go home and see your mom. I've not heard much about that ser- series lately, right. though. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure if that was even still going on because I'm pretty sure it's like we're, we're in, it's in conjunction with, yeah. with our, ser- with our series Devin's over here. Hell, going to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had a bike over there <laughs> and somebody was offering, I'd definitely try it. <laughs> he might be the only ATV guy over there. <laughs> Make it easy right. to win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. No, it's been good. Yep, yep. So um, are we ready for Big Buck? We, we we good to go? We're ready for Big Buck. Yeah, I'm definitely coming into this season a whole lot more prepared than good deal. last year. I think it was Florida last year, or it might have been the week after Big Buck. I only just got cleared to start riding after my knee surgery, so... I'm definitely in a whole lot better position than I was and um, feeling a lot more prepared with the team and just how the whole off season's been going and things like that. It's definitely nice knowing that you've put in the work and everything's being done correctly. And um, we got one more suspension test just before Big Buck um, after the National Enduro this weekend. So that'll be good. I feel like we're in a good spot right now, but you can always either go better or just go back to what you know. So it'll be good to do that. And then, yeah, get ready for Big Buck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like what Brandon and I have said before, uh, and we talked a lot last season, um, towards the end of the season, like you really started coming on like in – extremely strong right at the end of the year so you're going into the 2023 with a head full of momentum um, and then add the new team and the comfortability of of not having to to worry about anything and 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 be on a factory team on top of the momentum you carrying it already uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing you go this this uh this year and and seeing the results you can put up uh towards the beginning of the season yeah definitely no it's it's definitely a relief um, knowing just, you know, I'm here to race the dirt bike and show up and race race my bike and go home and carry on working and go to the next weekend and everything will be worked out by the team and your bike will show up ready to go, um, which is a big big weight lifted off my shoulders. So it's nice. And, yeah, hopefully we have a good season and carry the momentum that we left Indiana with. Good deal. Yep. Good deal. Yep. Well, Liam, uh, man, we appreciate you coming yeah. on tonight. I know it's getting it's getting late. We don't want to <laughs> mess your regiment up too much. But uh, uh, next time that uh, you're up in PA, let's uh, let's uh, link up and, and have you come in and co-host the show again. Yeah, for sure. I'll be uh, I'll be back in a in a month or so. So we'll do a mid-season. Sounds, sounds awesome. Good deal, man. Good deal, man. All right, man. Good talk tonight. And uh, uh, like I said, look forward to seeing uh, seeing you come out strong at Big Buck. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, right, man. man. Thank you. Appreciate Later. It. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Man. Yeah. Ampro Yamaha. They're going to be on the map. Ampro Yamaha might be a sneaky uh, uh, contender for Team of the Year <laughs> this year. might be, yeah. They'll be like the star racing of GNCC. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, they, you know, they have three awesome riders over there, and uh, they all seem like they're doing the right things. And and uh, I tell you what, like, I don't know if it's you, but this is this off season, 
I feel like everybody that we've talked to has like turned it up a notch, right? Yeah. Like I feel like everybody's on everybody, their A game. Like right now, like everyone we've talked to are like, man, not, we're taking this serious. You know what I mean? Everybody seems hungry this year. Yeah. Like everybody's, I don't know, just, you know, the three years we've been doing this and I feel like the last two off seasons have been like, you know, like everybody's like, okay, you know, we're good. And I feel like there's a lot, you could just tell like everyone we've had on the show here lately in the off season has just been like, like we're turning it up a notch. We're getting, we're doing, you know, we're in bed by seven. We're, we're up early. We're working out. We're eating right. We're doing this stuff and, and uh, getting their time. in. so this is going to be, I think it's going to be a really inter- interesting year for GNCC racing um, on both sides, ATVs and dirt bikes. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, one thing to consider is like GNCC starting to become more like motocross and supercross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got training camps. You mm-hmm. got all of these people that are going south for the whole winter to train. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things go into consideration of, you know, the game is stepping up. So at this go point, you, you don't have a choice but to either go with them mm-hmm. or just fall behind. Yep. Yeah, it's either go forward or get left behind. And, um, I you know, I, I know we've had Stu in here, and he, he, he said he could. that's why he did the show, you know, does done shows because he sees the future of the sport becoming that. Like, people are going to go – to like a place like his and train all winter yeah. and, 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 and four woods, you know, usually it used to be like supercross, motocross, you know, we got, that's all we got to do is go to a camp, work out, ride, 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 ride. Now yeah. the XC, the XC group is falling slowly and it's getting there, um, slowly, but surely. And it's, it's, you could definitely see it change. And, uh, it's just really interesting. Like I said, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I don't, I don't know. No, I agree. And then I'm also excited to see, the the you know the star uh, uh, of Zach Osborne coming mm-hmm. over to GNCC, you know you just talked about the difference between motocross preparation and and, and XC preparation and just kind of see like the clashing of that right there right. with him. Um, you know he's going to garner a lot of attention, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like you. I think the first several rounds uh, are going to come easier to him, mm-hmm. uh, more of a natural. Uh, terrain that he's uh, used to training oh, yeah. in, but um, I'm really excited to see what he can do when he comes up here. And you know, he talks about like, oh, he, you know, he could be up here in West Virginia for three years and wouldn't be ready to ride rocks. But let's be honest, he already rides rocks probably better than 99.9 percent of the people right. that ride a dirt bike, yeah. right? So it's like it's just the tip of the spear. Right. You know, how sharp is it compared to to you know somebody like a Stu Baylor or, or or, 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 or Ricky, Ricky Russell. Russell, you know, and that's somebody that, I mean, he's got a extremely good rock rider in his corner when mm-hmm. it comes to Ricky. Ricky's a, a snowshoe rider. Right. So, um, you know, we, we bring up snowshoe a lot, but you got, you know, snowshoe is just the most extreme Beckley. version of, of, of Beckley. Yeah. And, uh, um, I don't know so much about, uh, would you say the, uh, buckwheat is, is real rocky up there? The buckwheat is not, like, real rocky, but it gets, like, super rutted mm-hmm. and whooped out. So it's it's technical, but it's not the same type of yeah. technical. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, You know, I think nowadays when you talk about snowshoe to Beckley, I mean, Beckley is, like, rocks the whole time. Mm-hmm. Snowshoe, we get a break on some of the tram roads and things to get us in between. Right. Where Beckley is yeah, just, Beckley's straight it's just rock. nonstop. Like you're just <laughs> there's not many rock. field sections of Beckley. There's like no field section. <laughs> there's the one where the start and yeah. everything is, and it's not like super long straight stretches. It's okay. I'm going to go 50 yards. I'm going to make another turn, and then I'm going to go 75 yards to make a turn. Mm-hmm. Not 
okay, well, I'm going to hit this straight stretch and I'm probably going to be fifth gear tacked by the time I hit the end of it. <laughs> because there's places like Florida, there's definitely places where we can hit speeds like that. Mm-hmm. But you go to Beckley and there, there's nowhere you're hitting a speed like that. So even when you get to a place where you're thinking you're getting a break, you're still hitting turns and things. So you're still moving on the bike. You're not, you're not actually getting a full break. Right. Like right. You usually would. Um, snowshoe, we hit a bunch of rough stuff. And then, like, we have uphills that mm-hmm. we're going up, which, don't get me wrong, they're not easy. You still <laughs> got to hold on to the bike. But right. you still get to rest a little bit. Um, ski slopes, things like that. Like, th- those are all places we can take our time and actually take a break. But those are also places where you're, like, fifth gear tapped all the way up the mountain. And it's just it's crazy to look mm-hmm. at the trees beside you because you're moving so fast but it looks so slow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The faster you go, everything slows down usually. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's crazy. So Beckley is definitely a lot rockier than snowshoe. I, I would believe, but, um, yeah, I, I you know, I, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I think, I, really I think, I think he'll be just, I fine. think he'll be fine. But, uh, are you putting him as an automatic championship contender? Um, I mean, you can't, I right mean, in, in, in my, in my little brain that I have, <laughs> In my in my in my racing opinion, how how can you not? That's that's how I feel. Um, the obviously he's got bike skill, you know, he's got balance, he knows how to ride. Um, the biggest thing, and it sounds like, and he and he sounds like he's he's aware of it, is going to be kind of like following trail more, yeah, more than anything, and because um, he hasn't had as much experience as most of these guys, right? So just picking the right line and not finding himself in a in a mud hole. Um, that he's not aware of is going to be his biggest issue, I think. Yeah, and then it comes, you know, a lot of these guys have been to these tracks so many times that, you know, we've talked so many times about how a lot of times the tracks are the same. I mean, there might be some trails that are different here and there, but it's a lot of the times it's the same beaten over trails, um, and they might have different connecting trails throughout the years, but mm-hmm. but uh, experience comes into play yeah. at some point in time, especially when you're at the highest level. Um, like these guys are racing at. But, um, you know, I think he's got a good team in his corner uh, with Liam and and Ricky on his team. Those guys are, are, are going to really, you know, I, I think I think, I think think it's a good unit, and I think, you know, we should uh, expect to see a lot of Ampro Yamaha oh, yeah. on the podiums this year. Now, you know, Zach mentioned something, um, and we didn't really dive into it uh, about Ricky, and uh, I'm, I'm wondering how – you know right. how everything's going there. Um, um, you know, Zach said it was, a, it was a little. It was a little mishap. Yeah. Zach said it was a little bit, a little mishap. So we're not going to elaborate on it too much. But um, uh, you know, I think Ricky. Uh, um, I mean, Ricky's. If he's able to come into the season ready to go, then mm. then he's a championship contender next he won as well. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he he should have won maybe a couple more races last year. Yeah. Um, if, if some things didn't happen the way they did, so. I mean, uh, you know, he's rode Yamaha before. It's probably something, you know, he feels kind of comfortable. And once he got back to it, um, the dude's fast. Um, it's just, it's, he's just another uh, another person to put in there that uh, makes this field even st- more stacked. Yeah. You know? yeah. And also with Ricky, you're talking about a guy that in 2020 was the only guy that was even competing with Caleb Russell. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know he's got the speed. He's had some tough luck between then and now, but he seems to be on the right track. Last year he picked up some wins, mm-hmm. so I I think if he keeps going, 
you're looking at a guy that's going to be there every weekend and at the end of the season ultimately be there for a championship. So. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a stacked field. It is God, a stacked field. stay healthy, field. guys. Stay it healthy. is a stacked field. Stay healthy. ATVs <laughs> are a stacked field, too. Oh, man. It's all stacked. And, uh, <laughs> like, and I don't want to go – I mean, man, this, this is – like, if this XC1 bike class can stay healthy, I think this is a pretty – probably one of the most stacked fields I've seen. Ever? I don't know about ever. Ever? I, I'm, I would go ever if they stay healthy. If they stay healthy. They have to stay healthy. And, and I think that's why it's making it ever is because you don't have a dominant Caleb Russell nine time, nine time, eight time, eight time, eight time, eight, champ, eight time champion that's in there that kind of make, doesn't seem like it's that dominant. So right now it's open to everybody like it yeah. was last year, but you also are throwing in, you know, new contenders like Craig DeLong is not a rookie this year. Um, um, Johnny Gerard is uh is, is coming rookie, up. But, but, he's a rookie, but he's so fast. But he does not ride. He's he's got. I don't think he's going to ride like a rookie. Right. So I mean, you got all these different things going on, and there's a lot of names and uh, and a lot of experience and a lot of vets and a lot of bike changes. Man, it's going to be a great year coming up. Yeah, I think stay healthy. <laughs> I think for that argument, in you know 2004, 2005, six back in that era of mm-hmm. racing. They were super competitive back then. Right. There was no long-term champions. Right. It was a year or two at a time if they were lucky and it was very competitive at all times. Right. So I think maybe we're getting back to a point now where we are at that competitive level mm-hmm. to where we're going to see a new champion every year or two right. instead of seeing Caleb Russell that won 8 times. Right. So think maybe is it the most competitive ever mm-hmm. i don't know i think the argument could be made that at that time and in that era that it's pretty close to the same mm-hmm. right yeah well hi i mean it's kind of like one of those things like you look at football teams and right. you say like well would the 87 <laughs> yeah, right you know uh whatever team right beat a today's team and pr- like honestly like probably not right because there's been so many advancements since then yeah. but at that point in time in 2005 2006 they yeah. were going as fast as anybody was going right. then and then now it's like i, I just think the sport has elevated so oh, much yeah. yeah i mean it's just like let's just say for instance if you take man ben kelly the way he was riding last year right looked like n- nobody was ever going to get close to him right mm-hmm. if you take that top ben kelly and that against that top caleb russell who wins you know what i mean um that might it, be a little it, bit closer exactly see yeah. what i'm saying like yeah um it's hard to say because bikes have changed riders have changed training has definitely stepped up from where it was in the past so these guys are you know are training like animals and and eating all these right stuff and doing all the right stuff and Compared to what, you know, um, in back in the day, you know, this was still kind of like something that these guys kind of, like, kind of trained for, but they kind of rode their dirt bikes and, and had fun and went to, and loaded up, went to the track for the weekend. I yeah. mean, we, we do still have guys from that time period, like right. Josh Strang yeah. is still yeah, Josh Strang, yeah. But they also adapted with everything as time went on. Right. Johnny Gallagher lasted how many years on ATVs? But it was because he adapted and learned who he needed to train with throughout that time. Right. Like, Bill Bounce wasn't around anymore. Bill Bounce got to a point that he said, okay, enough's enough. I don't need to keep doing this. He won nine in a row. But to keep doing that, he still had to adapt to learn how to ride, 
he still had people like Borch that was coming and changing the game. So the biggest thing is just adapting. Um, but as far as taking, you know, them and bringing them to now, no, they're probably not going to win. But at that point in time, that was that was the top of the game. So mm-hmm. when you talk about competitiveness, yeah, they're probably not competitive with the people we have now, but it was still just as competitive back then yeah. because everybody was doing the yeah. same thing. Right. The, only, the only case that I would go backwards on, like it would be harder, is basketball. <laughs> <laughs> basketball? Think about that. Yeah. That's the only sport because I feel like the 90s. What about baseball? Has baseball really changed? Uh, yeah, maybe baseball doesn't change really. I mean, I mean, I mean how, ball, how swing, much different hit. can you do baseball? Right? <laughs> right? How much different can you do baseball? <laughs> right. Yeah, like sometimes there's a cap. Oh, uh, man, right? back in the steroid era. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was when, like, okay, baseball and basketball are the two things that was better in the 90s. Like, they would, they would, be, <laughs> right, they would right. be the more superior teams <laughs> in the said, 90s. Well, he said, damn, drug test. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> t- it was more interesting, and, right? And like, you, you Mark kinda, McGuire just jacking. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Bomb. Boom. Bomb. Boom. Bomb. Remember, but, those, remember those home run derbies? Oh, yeah. They oh, were yeah. just like like flicking them <laughs> over the over the walls. <laughs> um, but like we, we talk about, too, the big another big difference that I believe um, is the tracks have gotten, I don't want to say easier or faster GP style tracks, but they I feel like the, they found the bottom on a lot of these tracks. Right. They're definitely a lot faster. Right. They're a lot faster. I, I don't want to say not like less technical because we still have some technical tracks, but I feel like the tracks were more technical back in the day with the bikes not being as good as they are today. So I, I feel like there's a separation there too. So there's, there's a lot of different uh, things that we can compare on, on that. I mean, we're definitely not running any Blackwater races. Right. Like, <laughs> how many of the guys that race right now would make it through Blackwater? I don't know. Did you see any views that Blackwater video of us, <laughs> right. Scott? Yeah. Yeah, that's good work. Did you see what I did? I put it on a Blackwater yeah, I've page. That. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> it, got, it got shared like 70 sometimes. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that, that race was technical. Oh, yeah. That was a hardcore race right there. Right. Lots of people showed up to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not very many people finished it. Well, I know why a lot of people showed up because it was free. They showed up. <laughs> How much watching did they do? I mean, the ones at the uh, the, the road the, hill the, the, where they were coming out of the creek. Right. Yeah. They, the river they were watching. Yeah. yeah. They were watching because they were trying to ride them. <laughs> yeah. They Speak- said, all right, somebody comes off the bike. I'm taking it. Speaking right. of watching, did you at least watch episode 100? Yeah. I was definitely uh, uh, was I was in, in the, the comments? comments. He was in the comments. Oh, I couldn't tell because there was, you know. So many people in the comment section. <laughs> yeah, right. Unlike tonight, it's like dry tonight. You guys yeah. are. They're getting ready, man. They're, they're, they're getting all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting ready. Two weeks. <laughs> Said, oh, no. What, what was that voice? Do? What was that oh, voice? I could do all kinds of voices, bro. You didn't know that? <laughs> Hi, how you doing? <laughs> man, we're getting out there now. Yeah, we are. I love it. So what do you got going on this weekend, Brandon? Basketball. Basketball? Yep. Supercross. Always Supercross. I'm probably like, I'm probably like the only loser that like really gets excited for Supercross. Like, I get excited. For I it. take it really serious around my house. It's kind of like, you know, it's uh, it's really funny because everybody's like, "Oh man, we're gonna do this." I'm like, "Dude, Supercross is on tonight. What are you doing?" Like, oh, I do the same thing. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, get your butt. Wait, time out. Time out. Who do you know that's going out know, at ten o'clock I, I know at night? People. I know, I, got, I know younger guys, right? <laughs> Say, it's not me. Dude, like, that ain't me no more. <laughs> that ain't me no more. <laughs> I'm, I'm 24, and I'm not about going out. Like, right. like I don't well, know. Well, it's funny because, like, well, like, the wife is like, hey, let's go to dinner. I'm like, 
well, like we got to be home by 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, if man, that nightlife's not for me. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, like do you guys watch qualifying or anything no. like that. You guys don't watch qualifying. I mean, I'll look at it, but see, like, I don't. Watch. Yeah, I, I look at the qualifying time, yeah, so but I don't it. No, like race day live. No. See, no. that's it. I'm watching it. If I'm not at home, I get the phone out. I'm watching race day live on the phone or, oh yeah. It's it's and serious. now we know why he does so good. In fantasy, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's like um it's like a ritual holiday in my house. Supercross, oh we're going like we're sitting here, we're checking it out. Yeah, anything racing, we're we're doing it, man. I, <laughs> I love it. He does it specifically because of fantasy. He's like, listen, I got a reputation to uphold. Yeah. So this is what it takes. <laughs> right. He's getting just as serious about fantasy as right. what everybody else is about actually racing. I tell you what, you know it is really bad because right now the races are really late, so Colton doesn't get to watch. He he can't he doesn't get to watch all the races, so like I'll I'll stay up all night to one o'clock in the freaking morning because then don't know how to do it earlier. Watch all of them. He'll wake up and be like, Dad, it's starting the races. I want to watch them, so I will watch him again. So I watch like these races like two or three <laughs> times. You know what I mean? So same. I'm dedicated. <laughs> what about you, Coop? You doing anything good this weekend? How's the wrestling going? Good. 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 If we good. get more than two wins in a match. Like right now, we're kind of stuck at right. like it's the, tough. It's tough. It, it's tough because we're we're constantly. Um, um, Once you get past those couple guys, and you hit the, t- t- the real tough guys. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. that's where it gets hard. That's yeah. where it gets hard. That's where it gets hard. Yeah, he like one match. Um, he had a bye the first round, mm-hmm. and then he won two straight matches. Mm-hmm. So. We're, his, yeah, we're feeling good. Yeah. His third match was to go to the championship, championship. round, and I'm like. Boy, you better, you better, you better, <laughs> you better step it up. You boy. better strap your shoes a little tighter this <laughs> round, and uh, and then and then he lost that one, um, and then the next match because he was so far into the bracket mm. was to go to the round for the third place uh, right. yeah. bracket, and uh, he lost that one too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just I mean, those kids, it's crazy, Devin. Yeah. The amount of experience. Oh yeah. That six-year-olds are walking into these matches with. Oh yeah, it's insane. And like that's why we just took a break from it this year. We're like the training they get. <laughs> it's insane. The training they get is is wild. If you want to be good. If you want to be no, for real. Oh yeah. For real. I know. Yeah. Like we have now started. We are <laughs> we are going to Morgantown yeah. um, and uh, getting training uh, by uh, Danny Felix, yeah. uh, U.S. Olympian, uh, bronze medalist and. In, in wrestling, so, um, so have little, we, just a little plug there for, for the Felix Jim. Yeah. So, so have we uh, <laughs> gave up the racing or like riding or what? Are I we, mean, uh, I mean, are you riding right now? It's winter. Well, I mean, I'm just talking like we're getting serious <laughs> about wrestling. Like, uh, I, I'm just following him right now. It's it's wrestling, and but he swears his favorite sport is football. So yeah, it's going to be football in the fall, uh, baseball. You better obviously. be on my team. You better be coming to see me. Well, he's gonna be he's gonna be on your team um, uh, here pretty soon in baseball. <laughs> right. Yeah, getting the band back together. <laughs> we are getting the band back together. Brandon and I will be coaching baseball this year. So if for some reason our shows have to switch nights yeah. of the week, that blame be, it on baseball. Blame it on baseball. We'll try it all to blame it all on our roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, you want to start singing? We have to get the beer up for that one. <laughs> Let's. Uh, we're, we we'll go with it? that song. Yeah, All we'll right. call it. We're calling it. All right, guys. Man, episode 101. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird one. Um, man, i tell you what. Did you ever think we'd have Zach Osborne on our show? No, how awesome is that? That's pretty cool. 
Before we get off here, mm -hmm. we definitely need to make a prediction for Supercross. Which ones? Like the like, championship or the next race? The next race. So it's Houston. So we're going to have a whole new 250 class coming in. Um, Which is supposed to have Hayden Deegan. No. Well, I, I, don't, think, I don't think I that's going to happen. After that performance he just had. I mean, technically, he would have done better than that. But... Listen, all right, so... Jet Lawrence didn't do, like, any uh, better in his first race out. Uh, you know, there's so much really hype. Young. Hayden's still yeah, really young. There's so, I think what it is, there's so much hype on him, and everybody just his, expected to come out and just be a Jet Lawrence and blow everybody's doors. His, you know dad's, I mean? his dad's not dumb. His dad's not going to put him all out right, there nah. um, until he's ready. Christian Craig says that he does not feel pressure because he's been walking around with a camera and stuff following him for so long with so many people watching him that he's just at a point where he doesn't care what people think or what they do. I bet he, he just was, focuses yeah, but, on I himself. I bet he was feeling pressure Saturday night after that race. That, does, that doesn't mean— He that, didn't even podium. Like No, that doesn't mean that he's ready to go bar-to-bar -bar with, with J-Mart and— And uh, Hunter Lawrence. And Hunter Lawrence. And, and Joe Shimoda. And, um, and, I mean, well, not but, Joe, but well, yeah. The first round, we're just going to miss. No. I, think, I think we're going to be okay the second round. I, I don't think I don't know, they expect him to just kind of pop in and dominate. I think they're giving him some leeway to be like, okay, let's throw you in there, mm -hmm. and if you can get us like top ten finishes, we'll call that good. All right, so who, who's going to win this two fifty East title? Right <laughs> off the bat, you, haven't, you don't even get to see him. It's like who, who? Who do you think? Hunter Lawrence. You think Hunter? Who do you think? It should be Hunter, but just for conversation, we'll go J Mark. Ah, oh, darn, he took mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about Zombie Blows, baby? Give me some zombie. I bet you zombie ends up on a podium at some oh, point. Oh yeah, he's going to. I mean, look, I mean, unfortunately, look at the field. Um, it's kind of getting depleted. It's freezing racing. Who? Freeze. I don't. I, I, I don't he's think still, he's allowed to race yet. No, I think he's still. I think he actually got hurt or something. Oh, injury. and I think he's blacklisted right now. Anyways, <laughs> right. something like that. But if he uh, shows up on the line, people are just going to like take him out for what he did. <laughs> so yeah. Who do you got? Four um, fifties. Chase Sexton. I was gonna go Chase. That's my boy, Chase. You know, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go kickstart Kenny. <laughs> kickstart I mean, Kenny. He, he was good. looking good. He's looking better. He's looking better. Just Dude, taking infinite how, steps. I'm sorry. All right. So how great are those kickstart videos on oh, like Instagram and whenever, social media? He he's just out. sitting there like kicking, kicking, kicking. You know it's gonna happen. And then kicks in gear. And then he's like trying to get it back and like. You know it's going to happen. You know if it happens in a race, he's just going to put his head down and just, you know, like. It's going to happen. At some point in time, <laughs> he's going to stall, right? Right. You would think he'd run a recluse, so it wouldn't happen, but. Well. I, I don't know. I think he's going to be fine on it. The only way I see it happening in a race is if he, like, wipes out or something. Right. I think yeah. he'll be fine. If he just otherwise. leans, if he just lays it over. Right. And you got to, you know, keep your hand on the clutch. Yeah, if he lays it over, he's just got to hold on for dear life on that side. <laughs> <laughs> he can no. lane backwards. It's no, so like, important to I, not let that thing stall. I think 450s, Eli's coming back this week to prove that after wrecking last week, he can still be the top dog. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. T uh, Tomac's tough. Uh, Cooper Webb's tough. Jason Anderson, he's got to stop picking on people and getting himself into trouble. Jason's just, he's <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. Just pissing me off. He said, um, I'm going to go post this on Twitter. Right. Yeah, then he may ask him to take it down and all that good stuff. But it, it, real quick, um, while we're sitting to him, I could just, so before I left the house, I was like, I said, hey, bud. I was like, I saw it in Colton. I said, is there anything you want me to, like, you know, ask Zach Osborne or, you know, just to see what he, what his take would be. And he was like, 
just tell him that Tomac would beat him. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Why didn't you tell him? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to bring that up. Didn't want to bring that up. But uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, but it, I just thought it was funny. It was just like he's like because he's a big Tomac fan. Mm-hmm. Like loves Tomac, right? Like he he was so mad when Tomac crashed in that three. He literally just walked out of the room to not watch the rest of the race. <laughs> I mean, he was just mad. Technically, Zach could say the last time they met for a whole season, <laughs> right? He, he left got, with he got the number the one, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was just funny. I was like, because he's real big into that, and and uh, he was excited. He's like, man, Zach Osborne's because like he's been playing like Supercross, uh, yeah. you know, the Supercross game yeah. and stuff, and and uh, he was in there playing, you know, playing as Zach because he's like, oh look, Dad, look, this is a guy coming on your show and all this, and and uh, so I was like, that's. You know, and that's what he came up with. I was like, really? You want me to tell us this? <laughs> what question do you want? I want to talk crap. I don't, I don't have any questions. I just have statements. <laughs> I have statements. Not, not necessarily a question, Dad, just a statement. Right. I just, you know, he's six. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, so, did, so you're picking Kenny. Who'd you pick? I picked Eli. Okay, Tomac. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I was going to pick Joe Shimoda for the 250 title, but uh, poor guy got hurt. So uh, I like J Mart as well. Yeah. Well, I think my reasoning for Eli this weekend is there's a bunch of 180 turns, mm-hmm. and the dude can freaking rip a turn. Oh, like, the other thing, though, I think he speeds up in oh, the turn. Oh, yeah. And then slows down through the straight. Oh, yeah. He's quick, man. <laughs> and and another one that's really good at that is Webb, how he cuts down late yeah. in his motos. It's insane. It really is insane. Um, the rougher that track gets, the better for Webb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick. <laughs> Last thing, and we'll get out of here. <laughs> Freaking filthy Phil. How do you not oh. hold on for three more laps? I was like, dude, what are you? I was pulling for like, him. Come on. I was like, oh, he's got this. He's got this and got this. And I kept seeing him get a little closer and watching that time come down. I was like, oh, no. And then that one lap, he yeah, just I grenaded. I was like, come on, three yeah. laps. That's all he had yeah. left. It's three laps. I know. I know. Like, put it on the pit board. Like, push. Like, oh, man, it's something. That's that was just that was just heartbreaking. The it last was. laps are the ones with the most pressure. So, were you guys confused about the lights? And, and I finally picked up on like what they were doing like i thought that was something like Did club. You know that, that was only on his bike yeah like that was they like only put it on phil's bike <laughs> like, so, like did you really think it's gonna get tested right, right? <laughs> yeah I, th- I mean could be a good idea right most of the time the announcers don't really get it right anyway so they need all the help they can get <laughs> <laughs> but i got i was just like i mean i get it because it would help like you watch you're right. watching a especially rider and the, then to find the leader well especially at a race when you actually go to a supercross race like there's a lot going on like there's bikes you know eventually when they get into the thing like people are laughing everybody there's bikes everywhere so it's like where's where's the leader at and you kind of just kind of like follow always just follow the flashing yellow things there when you're at there but um i thought it was something club did like i was like Man, why is club putting these lights? Is that even legal? Like, right? you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then they're like, "Oh no!" Like, we put them on. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. they were very quick on that reaction time to turn it off whenever he got past. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, and it is not coming back on. <laughs> oh shoot! So at right. least we got to use it once. Right. Yeah. All right, Brandon, take us All out, right, here. out of here, guys. Guys, uh, thank you for coming in, tuning in. Hope you shared. Hope you liked it. Hope you want to come back for more. And we'd like to thank our sponsors that make the, all this happen. Magna One Motorsports. Um, guys, without them, this is awesome this year, they, what they've been doing. See them at the track. Go over there and talk to them. If you're at the track, um, you can get anything you um, 
Trackside assistance assistance at uh, NEPG or did I say that right? MPG. NEPG. NEPG. Yep. National Endurance Series. Go check them out. Any GNCC. Yeah, that would help. Any GNCC <laughs> racing uh, races you guys go to, check them out on Trackside. Um, if you guys are looking for a used bike, just like Jordan Ashburn rides, hit them up. Um, <laughs> helmets, goggles, gear. Check them out. Um, Magna One's Magna Clean It. You can't read our writing, can you? I cannot. This is terrible, Coop. <laughs> Guys, if you want some good cleaner, go get some Magna One cleaner. It's the best best around. Um, really awesome stuff. Check them out. Yeah. Yeah, Devin, make sure you get some of that. Um, that's the best stuff for it. Uh, Really awesome. Really glad they're on board with us this year. Still Sabers, uh, Mason over there and those guys, they're awesome. I, love, I run pretty much everything they got. Palm Sabers, Donuts, um, Shock Covers. There you go. Shock Covers, um, Fork Covers. Um, what's the other stuff? Sportline. Oh, Capital no, S. I was thinking of the UTV. Oh, the U, the uh, U. What are those called? The boot savers. The boot savers. Boot savers but yeah. they, I always get those confused with like the boot savers that I actually run. Yeah, no. <laughs> Anyways, they have boot savers for your uh, UTV. They have boot savers for your actual boots that you wear on your feet <laughs> to keep the water out. Um, anything that needs saving, go seal, go see seal savers. Um, use the code SPLITLINE for 25%. Capital S. Capital S, baby. Uh, please use that code. Um, Sunstar Chan and Sprockets. What are they made of, Coop? Case hardened steel, baby. And aluminum as well. Um, if you don't trust us, trust the XE1 class uh, on Saturday and uh, pretty much lined up with their um, split line, split line 30, 30, 30% for 30% off. off. It's like a sponsorship, right? Yep, just like a sponsorship. I use it my myself. Devin uses it. Coop does not use it because he don't ride. So. <laughs> My, my chain sprocket's still good. It is because uh, it's got like point one hour on it or something It'll like that. It'll still right? be good for the next five years. <laughs> I gotta always rag on him about that. XT Gear guys, go over and check them out. Uh, if you ride a quad or bike, get the Mako 360. It'll save you an arm pump. You know, cut down a little bit of vibration. All good. That's what we want. Mount and even for your mountain bike, you can get the Hammerhead 360. Yep. Yep. And then guys. Season should be starting soon. Mountain State Hair Scramble. Go check them out. Um, great tracks over there. Great people. Um, run a great program. The schedule's up on the website. It is up. It's also I up. Kept, on I kept saying it wasn't up, but it is up. Yeah, so. it's up on the social media as well. So yep. make sure you check it out go on Facebook, out. Uh, Instagram. And yep. then, did you mention Guts? You know what? Guts I was racing. saving one of the best for last. And uh, <laughs> Guts, guys, uh, that's all I run. I love Guts racing uh, seat covers. They're, they're really awesome. Um, some Phantom Foam, any kind of t custom seat you need. If you got an old bike or a new bike or anything like that, they'll hook you up. Uh, quads as well. Um, if it's not only a dirt bike thing, you know, some people always see them on dirt bikes. Quad riders. Um, I know John Glott, I'm pretty sure I've I seen one on his bike. Yep. Um, so go over and check them out. Um, I know um, Joel Hetrick also runs them too on the motocross side. So check them out. They're awesome. Customized, full customized, and uh, they'll, they'll really hook you up over there. Yep. That's it. Episode 101 is in the books. Thank you to Zach Osborne, Liam Draper for coming on the line. Got a big thanks for Devin Masters for yep. being in Producer the studio. D. Producer D. And uh, we are out. Peace.